So Shawnee says she she got here a couple minutes late because she thought she left the stove on. This we is have gas a real stove problem. And she's like, oh, I went back home, but it was it was off, right? It was off. Was it off? Praise it was God. off. Praise Are you God. sure? I'm have positive. you ever left it on? No, but if I did, I think we wouldn't have a house. So yeah. <laughs> thank God that thank I God. haven't. But Praise I checked, and that's why I was check. late. And that's that's so the honest no truth. Fires. No fires. We'll leave that to the West Kendall campus. <laughs> More on that later. Uh, but everyone, welcome to our young adult podcast, Adultish. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Adultish. We're so glad that you're joining us. If this is your first time, my name is Gabriel. I get to serve as a young adult pastor here at Christ Fellowship, and we have an incredible conversation planned for you guys, and in order to have that, you need some incredible people, and so, hey, why don't you guys introduce yourselves really quick? Yeah, so my name is Carlos, and I'm Shawnee's husband, and so (laughs) I have been serving at Christ Fellowship for uh, 15 years and served now as the executive pastor Come at Christ Fellowship Ooh. Church. Yeah. And finally, how, how long have you had this podcast? Oh, gosh. Finally, like couple he months ago. invites <laughs> me to be a part of this. We've I mean, you've waiting. had it for three years. And so he invited me to preach at Zio last year, but this is the first time I'm invited. <laughs> hey, to you come. got the Mecca. Like, that's it. That, that's as high as it I gets for us. I wanted to come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more chill. And what, so, what, what about the here. better half? Tell us. Hi, guys. My name is Shawnee, and I am his wife. <laughs> happily, happily his wife. Um, and I get to serve here in many capacities. I serve um, in the kids area. I do small groups. I'm a small group leader for some amazing women. And I also serve at Caring for Miami. Awesome. My wife goes to small group. She loves yes. it. Yeah. But uh, hey, Lauren. thank you so much for being here. You know, we've been in uh, this series called Relationship Goals. And it's been just so awesome to see, um, you know, what God has been doing. The questions that have also sparked up in the lives of our young adults. And so we wanted to have a podcast dedicated to relationship goals. And so today the goal is to have a conversation about just that. Uh, about friendships, about dating, singleness, uh, you know, what does that look like? And so as as we're getting warmed up, why don't you guys share mm-hmm. with us a little bit about your journey and how you guys met each other? Mm-hmm. Don't leave any details out. You know, this is a mature, <laughs> this is a mature audience. No, no, but really share with us oh a little bit about, about y'all's story. Oh, okay. Do I start? You start. You I want to hear your version. <laughs> Let's, see version Let's, okay. see Let's see if they line up. Let's see if they line up, right? Let's see if they so line up. we met in 2009. At um, the West Kendall campus, we were yeah. both at Young Adults. Come on out! So Young Adults is a place to be ladies. Position yourselves, and so then we met. We were friends. It actually really was strictly friendship, right? We were not trying to date each other, and we actually established like a super solid friendship. We would hang out all the time, <laughs> and I think a year later, we were like, "Oh, are there feelings here? Like, <laughs> I think there's some feelings here." Um, long story short, and then we started dating. Well, actually, the oh, first oh, time correction. Uh, oh, correction. Correction. the and first time I met you was in a small group at someone's home, um, who isn't who was a young adult, you know. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. uh, Steph Gonta was in that small group, oh, no way. and I met Shawnee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Steph. And then in through the West Kendall Young Adults, that's when we actually became closer. Gotcha. We got to really serve together and yeah. became good friends. There, we're part of the team there, and. Um, a year later, we went to a conference. So we went to a, yes. uh, 
It was a drive conference in, in Atlanta, Alpharetta. Do they still do that? And yeah, they actually I do. do yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Sorry, hey, hey, let's, let's so do it next I was year. So conference, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I tell, I say it all, all the time, I was in the friend zone and I really was like, yes. like, and, and I saw her as a friend. I mean, I always thought she was beautiful and like, I was like, oh, she was, you, you know, don't but, have to say that, baby. But you I, don't I, have I did, to say I did. But you guys want I, me to leave or? No, just <laughs> Not yet, PG, not yet. <laughs> Depends. Yeah. Uh, so, but but we we at the conference. It was like okay, like I I felt like you know there was a little more than just friendship. Yeah, now, yeah. You yeah. Know, the spark started like, flying. The sparks, did, you know, yeah, little sure. flirtation, you know, flirting going on. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, after that conference is when we started like you know dating. And, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I love that you guys share like your story didn't start with like hey you're cute let's go on a date. Yeah. It started with you guys being friends mm -hmm. for a long time, right? For, for I think if I would have said that, she would have said no. So, <laughs> so like, but here's, think... a, here's the thing, because one of the things that we talked about, though, is is godly friendships, yeah. right? Like, um, we're not just created to be in a romantic relationship, oh, but to also have right. brothers and sisters in the faith. And so, really quick, like, what does the Bible say about, like, having biblical friendships? Like, what does that look like? What, you know, someone for, you know, a brother and a brother and a brother and sister in Christ, like, what should that look like in a friendship? Yeah. Oh, you want to go, babe? Yeah, you can. Well, I feel like, first of all, we know God created friendship. God created us for community. So friendship is important to God. Um, and he addresses it in Proverbs. He says a friend loves at all times. I mean, we talk, we see that example of David and Jonathan. Yeah. I think there's even examples of, like, you know, women and men friendships. Like, yeah. Paul, and we see him with, like, um, Priscilla and Achilles. He, he was really close to them. There was a tight friendship there. Mm, and so I feel like there's definitely, <clears throat> it's a, a God-given you know, relationship to have friendships within the church, within the body, boys, girls and boys and boys and boys and girls and girls. Friendship is important. And I think it just really depends. There's boundaries for each one, right? There's yeah. a healthy boundaries for each kind of friendship, but friendship is something necessary. It's crucial. We need to find those people in our lives that are going to point us to God, that are going to encourage right. us, <clears throat> that are going to be there in difficult times. And most importantly, I think we need friendships to honor God and glorify him in community. We need that. So it's That's important. Good. Yeah, I think oftentimes we diminish <clears throat> the importance of friendship, even when it comes to like, you know, when you're in, mm -hmm. in a relationship with someone or you're married to someone. One of the things that I think of in, in the garden, right, God creates, you know, the heavens and the earth. He creates the animals. He creates Adam. And everything was good, but but yeah. there was something that was not good. That It was that Adam was alone. Yeah. And I think sometimes what we miss in that uh, creation narrative is that Eve was not only Adam's wife, but most importantly, Eve was Adam's friend. Mm -hmm. yeah. Eve was Adam's best friend. And it just shows the importance of, we are relational beings. Mm -hmm. We need yep. to have good, genuine friendships, people that right. are going to help us in, in our walk with Christ. And yeah. I think when it comes to, I mean, you you, you got to be very careful because we, we live in a world where, in a culture where the, the, the word friendship is just tossed around. Uh, you know, that's my friend. That's my friend. That's my yeah. boy. That's, that's my, my boy, girl. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And and and, so and especially because you have so many thousands of people who follow you on Instagram, you know, social media, whatever We're platform, friends, you know. But, yeah. yeah but, friends. But, but what is a true, genuine friendship? Like someone that, number one, that, that you trust and someone who's not perfect, but that ultimately they, they're going to be able to help you in this journey, you know, that in your walk with Christ. Yeah. And so someone that you trust, someone that respects you and you respect them. And, mm -hmm. um, in, you know, intimacy breeds conflict. And yeah. so there's going to be times where 
you are going to argue with your friend. But ultimately, like when it comes to friendships, I, I, I want people who want the best for me. That's right. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because in, in every relationship, people, people give and take. And and I don't I don't know if we're gonna get there, but but it, it's sometimes in some relationships people are just taking 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 from you, yeah. And Come on. and it's like mm-hmm. like a vampire, right? Like they're just Blood sucking, sucking the the life the life out of you. Out of you. Yeah. And and I think when it comes to just in any relationship, you either can give or you can take. And and you as a as a friend, you you need to model a you need to be a good friend so that you can have good friends. Yeah. Mm, and so, because I think good. what happens is that you are searching for a good friend, but are you being a good friend? Right. Because mm-hmm. all you're doing is taking from that person. Right. But you are, are you giving to that person right. as well? It's not always, are are they texting me? Are they reaching out to me? Yes, are they, yes. But I'm like, are you, you, yes. you got to model that behavior exactly. for what you want. Yep. That's exactly. awesome. Exactly. I love that you share that. And so, you know, that's what, you know, um, uh, I think like a godly friendship looks like. But the truth is that also, you know, we're surrounded with people around the world that don't know Jesus and we have, you know, relationships outside of the church. And so let me ask you a question about that. Like, should believers have non-believers as friends as well? Like, what? and if they they do, what does that line look like for someone to be a professing Christian, but these are my friends that don't believe what I believe. I hang out with them, but like, what what does that line look like? Yeah. That's a great question. I feel like, well, we know that Jesus, he was known to be a friend of sinners. So I think we oh, have girl. to have... She's preaching already. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, we can't be like, oh, I'm going to live in a bubble where all my friends are just Christian. But I do think that we are in Jesus, so we aren't perfect. And so we do have to model some boundaries within those friendships, right? Yeah. You're not going to be getting advice from someone who doesn't have that same biblical foundation or biblical worldview as you, but you can be a good friend to them. And that's an opportunity for you also to share the gospel with them, to live and be a reflection of Christ to them. Oftentimes, I think though, in those friendships, you're probably doing a little bit more giving than than taking. You're not probably getting a lot from them, but you are modeling what Jesus did for for others and you're being a friend to them. I think that's important. I love that you shared that because... A lot of people think that Jesus, you know, came because he's holier than thou. And so he was only with, you know, like the religious people. But he was a friend of sinners. He had that, uh, those conversations. He was meeting them where they were at. Mm -hmm. But he was a light to them. And a lot of times what tends to happen with, especially with young adults, is we love our people from the world, Mm -hmm. which we should. But they are influencing us rather than us Mm -hmm. influencing them. So, Pastor, like, what what would you say to someone that, that maybe, man, like, maybe didn't grow up in the church? Or, or maybe, you know, I think of your testimony where you're like, you know, I wanted to get out of my church bubble. So you yeah. started coaching your son's football right, team. Like, yeah, yeah. like share with us, share, share with us a little bit of that in your experience. there. Yeah. Well, so, you know, when it, you know, when it comes to friends that are not believers, mm-hmm. they're for sure, like, what is the end goal of your friendship with that person? And I think you need to tell yourself, okay, how can I be missional and how can I be intentional in our time? Number one, to point them to Christ yeah. and to mm-hmm. be different than the way that they, you know, live because they're living for the things of this world and they're a slave to sin and you are no longer a slave to sin. That's right. And so how can you use your friendship to leverage it for God's kingdom? Yeah. And so if you're using, the problem is if you're using that friendship to like get away with a sinful behavior or, mm-hmm. or, or a sinful lifestyle, 
that's the problem. Yeah. I can't do this with my church friends, right. but yeah. this person's not going to judge me and they're not going to call me right. out on that sin. They're going to hold me accountable. So I release my you know, desires. Bad right? company. Yeah, bad, bad pleasure right. Pleasure with, with this group of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that when, when, you, when you really reflect on your, on your life, most of the time, the regrets that you have in life are with, are, you're surrounded by your friends. You know, some of the regrets, some of the things that you, man, I should have not done that. There was a good friend of yours back then that probably was a persuader you to, to mm. do that. Yeah. And you know, and, and, and so because your convictions are different, because your belief system is different, there has to be a boundary. So the short answer is, can you be, be friends with people that are not believers? Yes, of, of course. And you should. We should, yeah. But there is a certain boundary that you have because your belief system is so different yeah. than, mm-hmm. than theirs. Yeah. I have a group of friends that actually we grew up in the church and, and, and most of them, for whatever reason, and just, you know, just stuff that they saw and all that, bad church experiences that they've, they have, you know, gone a separate way and they're not following Jesus. And I'm still friends with them. And they're actually... You know, we're 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 friends and yeah, we we're, talk we're really you know, close to them. He, here and yeah. there, but there are certain things that we cannot, you know, there, there's certain limitations that I have to go in my intimacy or my my deepness, my how profound I can go with them because of our different convictions in life. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that there there is that. There's a, so, there's mm-hmm. a there's a limitation. Setting those healthy boundaries. So mm-hmm. I, I would say we would even encourage our people. Yeah, you you need to have people that yep. that you can surround yourself, that you can be the difference to. But the fine line is you are influencing them, not vice versa, mm-hmm. right? And You're so, but one of the things that you meant, you guys mentioned, I forgot who it was, but about like the people that you choose. You said when you said there's intimacy and there's conflict and in intimacy, right? Um, you know, sometimes they are. You're talking about the people that like suck the life out of you. Like, mm-hmm. what's also the line? Because a lot of young adults have mentioned mentioned this to me when it comes to relationships in the church outside. What's the line with people that like? What's the line between like forgiveness, like you're always forgiving someone, but then also like they're just they're just taking advantage of you, mm-hmm. or they're just like always speaking ill of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's that yeah. line between forgiveness and and really like allowing someone to walk all over you? Hmm. You know, like what's that line? Well, I think for Straight me, question. I think there's just a big difference <clears throat> between having a difficult relationship or difficult friendship and a destructive one, right? Hmm. So in, in, in sometimes <laughs> in life... <laughs> That's good, yeah. No, yeah. but sometimes in life, there are difficult people in your <laughs> life done. and we're not we're not called to like neglect them and you say, you know, like, well, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. God sometimes calls us to love difficult people mm-hmm. and have difficult friendships. Yeah. But I think there's definitely a line when it becomes destructive, when there is definitely, a, like you said, it becomes toxic where they're constantly maybe constantly instigating arguments with you yeah. where you're you're still making an effort and you still are you're you know you're constantly below the line you're never it's never good enough for them yeah. i think there's a, a there's definitely a conversation that needs to happen there like where what how beneficial is it to continue in this friendship mm-hmm. is this is is there a way to redeem it is there a way to maybe distance myself from them but i definitely think you have to ask yourself is this difficult or is this destructive I like is that. it destructive to my faith is it destructive to my hmm. walk with the lord wow. is it destructive to that person maybe i maybe i'm not the right person to walk them through you know this season of life yeah um but i think i think that's a question that we need to ask ourselves and that's not just in friendships even in in relationships yeah, you that's- know that was, that was really amazing. amazing. No, I love that. The tension between oh. uh, 
a difficult relationship or destructive one. It's yeah. it's definitely you know that that's the difference there. And so you know going back to <clears throat> can I just add oh, something? Yeah, please, Pastor, yeah. I, and I and I want to speak to directly right now to Come young on. adults. Like <laughs> give me camera he's preaching. Too. He's preaching. You, I'm preaching to somebody today. <laughs> <laughs> he had to say that you're called to love everyone. You're not called to be friends with everyone. That's right at the church. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so choose your friends wisely. Yep. Like choose them wisely and it's okay to be selective you can have acquaintances you can have people that you love and you serve with and you're in the same team ministry but choose your friends wisely because toxic friendships are are not good for you and uh and 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 listen at the end of the day we're we're all sinful beings we're all sinful Mm -hmm. beings and we always think we're you know we always see ourselves Better, better than what we yeah. really are. Yeah. And we are naturally selfish human beings. We sure. want what's best for ourselves. We we Philippians 2 says, seek out the what's best for others, right? Like don't look into your own interests, but interests of others. And Interested you know, the only one who really modeled that perfectly was, was Jesus, right? right? He was the one who who did that. So with that being said, um, you know, we as 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 followers of Christ, if there is a toxic friendship that we have. Yes, we're called to forgive them, but forgiveness does not mean that we have to forgive. be friends with them. Yeah, or, or that we forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I love that. So, you know, it's. I think that I think everything that you guys said about friendship is going to bless and really just like alleviate a lot mm. of like stress that people are carrying because they feel like, okay, what would Jesus do? And so Jesus would forget. And I'm like, yeah, but Jesus was also wise, um, you know, with his time. And, you know, and so um, going back to, thank you for sharing all that. Going back to your story. So you guys were friends for a hot minute, right? <laughs> but then the end zone, right? The end zone. And so that, uh, that time though, you, you guys were single the whole time. And so I guess the next kind of like, mindset that we want to talk about we're talking about friendship like is that singleness mindset right and so there's a lot of our audience that are listening today that are in that single season and a lot of them i don't know why they look at it as a curse or they're like they see social media and what everything is happening they're like why can't just love come to where i'm at but when it comes to singleness like what does like biblical singleness look like what does it look like to be a single person that is you know, like just grounded in their identity in Christ. Like, what does that person look like? Okay, first of all, your desire to be with somebody is not a bad thing, right? That's no. a God-given desire. But there's definitely, God knows best, like the person for you, the timing for you, everything. Yeah. And I think it really is a matter of like, do I trust God? Like, really ask yourself that. Like, do I trust that God is going to bring me that person at the right time? I think am I positioning myself in my own life to be ready to be that person, to meet that person and to be the person that, you know, is ready for marriage. Yeah. So I think positioning yourself is important, like serving. I think having the mindset, like I'm going to serve the Lord wholeheartedly while I'm single because the truth of the matter is, is that once you do get married, once you start dating, your interests are divided, right? Yeah. Your heart, you're excited about getting married, a beautiful thing. But I do think that like singleness is beautiful. We often mm. talk about, we talk about this a lot where we, we say like that time that we were single, it was so mm, fun. It's epic, yeah. It's so awesome. And we were so- Being in, married is fun too. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. Let's make it clear. Like, I love being married to you. Let me make that very clear. I love being married to you. But I just make do sure. think there's so much that you're able to accomplish when you're single. And the whole time you're just dreading being single. You're not using in that That's season right. that God's placed you in. And you're also not, you're limiting what God can do through you in your singleness. Come on. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like- <clears throat> 
I think most of the time we just need to change our perspective. Like it's coming guys. Don't worry. Your person's coming. But in the, in the wild, like worship, serve while you wait, like be, be ready for that person to come. And I think position yourself in God's house, be serving, you know, in community Mm. in small group. What do you have to say? Yeah. I, I think that, and I know we've said this before and people say this all the time and, and could be cliche, but I think it's really, you, you, you gotta live this out. You know, I think we're so, when you're single, you're so consumed in trying to find the right one. And really, you have to be more consumed in becoming the right one. That's right. right. You're just all trying to find the right one, and you got to really focus on becoming Mm -hmm. the right one. And 1 Corinthians 7, you know, the Apostle Paul is saying, listen, live the life that the Lord has assigned to you. Mm. The single man, his interests are not divided. Mm -hmm. The married person, his interests are divided because they have to serve their spouse. Right. However, when it comes to being single, you don't have to worry about serving your wife or your or your husband. And I heard this in a sermon, and I think it's so important. And when you are single, one of the best things that you can find in someone else, one of the best spiritual disciplines or characteristics in another person is, is you, you have to see how much do they serve and how much do they serve the local church. Here's why. Yes. Because a single person, man or woman, who serves the local church? Number one, they tell it's it tells you that they care about the church, you yeah, know, God's kingdom. Body, yeah. God's you know, people. so they're not about themselves, they care about God's kingdom. And it shows that they are sacrificing whether it's a lot of time or mm-hmm. sometime, but they're putting their agenda to the side yeah. and they're pouring it into the church. Yeah. And that is one of the best spiritual disciplines that you can find in a spouse. Because if you don't if you are a single person and you start dating a person who is single and is not serving the church, to me, it shows, it reveals a lot about their character. Yeah. It reveals that. Or their walk with the Lord, yeah. They're, they're the walk with the God Christ. and their maturity yeah. because it reveals that they're not, they don't care about ultimately God's kingdom, you know, right. and they're probably more consuming other things, they're right? About themselves. Yeah. About themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not letting go of, you know, when, when you serve, when you, when you say, when you commit to like, I'm going to come here on a weekday to serve at YA, or I'm going to commit to coming uh, to serve in kids ministry, mm-hmm. you are saying no to your own agenda yeah. and saying yes to God. Yeah, that's right. And as a, and, and here's why, because as a husband and a wife, you're going to be serving a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yes. I have to serve her. And the same thing, and, and then have we to have to serve you. our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're always in a in a, in a for a healthy marriage mm-hmm. or a healthy family dynamic. Yeah. You're you have to have a mindset of, of servanthood. Yeah. yeah. And if if you don't, if you, that to me that is a big and one of the things that really drew me to Shawnee is her passion to serve God. Like she mm-hmm. served in kids ministry. She mm-hmm. served in YA. We were like, and 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 I was. I was not looking for someone. I came when I came to Christ Fellowship in 2009. I'm like, Lord, you know, you know, I I want to just serve your kingdom. I want to be involved. I want to be committed. And in that, that's where yeah. this all came about. Yeah. You know? And you know, that's actually what drew me to him. The fact that he was serving mm. like you were every weekend we were like see each other serving would cross each other in the hallway yeah, yeah. and we like high five and yeah. it was just i just i <laughs> love <five>. that <laughs> high five <laughs> wait, wait, hold, oh, hold, hold on, on hold, hold on hold on hold on high five hand hug hand hug <laughs> but it really was one of the things that drew us together and honestly when i think about the couple the really godly strong couples in this church a lot of them met while they were serving mm-hmm. they weren't just part of the church they weren't just attending yeah. church they yeah. were serving yeah. they were you know part of 
building God's kingdom. And I think that's such an important foundation to have before you get into marriage. And yeah. And if you're not going to serve God, if you don't serve God while you're single, what makes it more, what makes you think yeah. you're going to do it when you get married and then have children? That's right. It just gets harder. It's, yeah, it's I, less time. I think the young people struggle with the mindset of like, I'm like, I'm losing my best years. Yeah. Like I look my best. You know, like no. a lot of young people think that if, if I don't get found now, if someone doesn't discover me now, then it's not going to happen later. And mm. I always tell like our young adults or whoever, like, don't worry about being discovered. Like be, be concerned about being developed. Yeah. Like yes. the Lord wants to, to develop you mm. in this season. And if you're always focused on, did he see me? Did she see me? Are they, are they watching me? Like, number one, you're doing things for the glory of man, not the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And, and then, I just always feel like there's, that'll just prolong your your I season. Will. And so, you know, um, but with that, because one of the, the questions that young adults also have, so I'm like, okay, if I'm focused on God, right, and I'm serving in the church and I'm doing these things, they're like, should I then be actively like looking to see who's in the field or, or is God going to bring them on my lap? We're going to high five one day, hand hug and connect, you know, like both yeah. in, like, both in. Yeah, so like, yeah. talk, talk, tell me about yeah. that. Tell me about okay, that. What do you think? Should someone be seeking or should they wait on God? <laughs> Pump them on. Okay. You know? okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's define seeking dude, though. You should initiate, you know, and it's okay to, to yes, see. Yes guys, initiate. And initiate, wait you know, a minute. Can and girls initiate? <laughs> I think girls can initiate. Absolutely. Right, I don't, don't think... be thirsty either. They'll be like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Thirsty, girl. Chill out, girl. Like, all right, we got okay, the point. You know what? Didn't, wasn't it Rachel that like was in the right place at the right time? That's right. Yeah. You know, just got to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I think initiating for women looks a little different than yeah. it does for men. Sure. I think as a woman, you, you put yourself in the way. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You, you put yourself in the way. I don't think you're what like. What campus is he at? <laughs> Which campus is he part, a part of? I'm what team is he serving on? Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about production. But Listen, I keep saying, just I'll position yourself. Right place, Ethan, right time. Ethan, put me down. Hold a camera. Right place, right time. Position yourself. Yeah. The right place and the so, right time. So it's, it's kind of like both end, right? Like the Lord will bring them, but also yeah. like it's a right to be like, oh, that person. So here's the thing. Yes. Really quick. Let me ask you. You guys were friends for a long time. And then you said it was at this conference yeah. that you're like, Hey, you yeah. know, like, mm -hmm. what did that hey look like? Like, you know, like, like, uh, no, for real. Like, what? She what? was started to laugh more at my jokes. It was okay. like more giggly. I was like, oh, but so, you just but know, you just noticed it. You just noticed it. That's intentional. It was say. intentional. Yeah. It, was. Yeah. it was. I think for us though, the conversation yeah. really it took a turn after the conference where it was like we noticed. Yeah. I think we both felt it. There was like this more than friendship spark, right? Yeah. And I think you, you, it, it was mutual. It wasn't yeah. like one. I think we, it was very mutual and. We had this conversation, I think, after the conference, we were chatting and we were like, should we go go have lunch together and just talk? Mm. Yeah. And I think that's where it kind of started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, didn't yeah. we go to... Um, Anthony's... Uh, Anthony's coal-fired. Went to Anthony's coal-fired <laughs> pizza for lunch. The for cool lunch. thing Carlos with us... Carlos is all the moments yes. right now. The cool he thing with, with us is that, you know, when you start dating, you know, like, it's almost like a little persona that you're trying to be, like, There's you, none you of that. put your best side you know like it's like your like your resume right you're trying to like mm -hmm. you know the cool you're thing since we were friends yeah. <laughs> since we were friends we were just so honest and real and i was so like who i like I, this was, is me yeah and then she this is her you know and yeah. so that was a really cool thing yeah and and we liked each other and know. there was that confianza that um and if you don't mind me asking how old were you guys when that happened when you started dating like that um 26? <laughs> I was 21. 
You yeah. were 26, yeah. Actually, 26. I was 20. I was turning 21, remember? Oh, come on. No. <laughs> I was like, like, 17. What are you going to say? I was 17. <laughs> I was 37. No, I think I was 21. I just turned 21, right? I'm going to get called to HR to, to oh write, hey, come to the office. <laughs> so you go, you were like 20, 20 21, 21, and you were 26. I was 26. Maybe you were 21. So you guys were in the prime like yeah, years yeah, of our young adult, yeah, like yeah, yeah. our ministries from 18 to yeah. 29. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. What, what about like the people that... Man, they 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 want to date, they want to pursue somebody, but like, or, or maybe they're like, they found somebody that they're like, okay, I'm gonna ask this person out, but like, marriage looks like it's way down the road for them. Mm. What what would you say to a couple that, or to a people, to singles that I'm like, okay, marriage is more realistic down like here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's distance. Maybe it's just situation of life. Like, what would you say to the person that wants to date someone, but like marriage for them is like way down the road? What would you guys say to that? Yeah, you know I mean, that's a that's a great question. And, yeah, that is a good um, question. First of all, I don't think that there's one size that fits all, right? Because I think we have to be careful where we can see these type of things right. like legalistic, like, right, hey, right. do this, do that. Mm -hmm. It depends on the situation as yes, well sure. and, and all the mm -hmm. different factors. Uh, I, I would say, you know, you, you may think that mar marriage is further down the road, um, but if you feel like, okay, mm -hmm. like this person, I can get into a God-honoring relationship with yeah. this person, right? And you feel like it's the white... When, when I, whenever I make decisions, I always think, okay, like, like is this going to help me draw closer to God or not? And then have mm -hmm. um, pray, and then have a couple people that that speak into the, to that decision. Yeah. Like, I always, like, to me, like... Counsel. Seek the wisdom of counsel. Yeah. You know, yeah. I say that to you all the time. Like when we have conversations, like yeah. any big decision, always like I have a couple few people that I know that have want the best for me. And um, yeah. so I think it's not one, one you know, here's a one answer. And, and but but I think if it's God honoring, if you pray and it's someone who follows Jesus and you guys can serve together, yeah. you know, why not? Like what? What will stop you from that? You yeah, know? I, I ask because e even for yeah. me personally, yeah. right? So my story, you guys, most of you guys know, I met. She was sixteen, I was seventeen. We dated for a year. In reality, like we're not going to get married in a no. year, two years, no. three years. And what happened is, like, you know, I, I mean, I've shared our my, our testimony with the young adults, but we were so young and we were immature and and not really seasoned, even in our walks, that we fell into sexual sin immediately, and so. We're like, okay, well, marriage is not even around the corner, so like, why, why do this? We didn't see each other for two years, and then after two years, um, and it was cool because you guys talked about serving. I was like, kind of dragging Lauren to church at that point, like, you know, I need someone that's going to be like, mm -hmm. this is going to be her life, and yeah. so I wanted to make it her life, right? Yeah. Right. But when we got back it. together, what was awesome was like, we didn't see each other. She. Like the Lord was had done a work in her life. She had started the youth ministry in her church from scratch. I'm oh, like, wow. so when I saw her, I didn't even recognize her. Like physically, even didn't recognize her who she was. Uh, wow. But I was like, dang, you cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what She's what I mean beauty. is like, so when we got back together, we were still very young. We've been together for like a lot, uh, no. many years, many years. <laughs> Married nine, together for like like seventeen. It's crazy. But with all that. Um, there are times where Lauren and I talk about it, like, should we have waited or should we like, what were we waiting for? Cause sometimes yeah. like young adults, they have fears of like, Oh, the money or this or that. And so they prolong yeah. marriage. And so what would you guys say to those that are feeling the tension of 
like we're together, but we don't, but we can't get married because of X, Y, Z. Like, cause you're saying every situation is different, mm-hmm. but is there like, should we not date right now? Should we just call things off? Should, you know, because again, temptation is a real thing yeah. and yes. you can have, you could have a desire for a God honoring relationship, but let's be real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have flesh, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so what would you guys say to those that are like, is this our season? Yes or no? Like, what would you, what's the advice that you I feel like if you're asking that question though, it kind of like, you know the answer. Do you know what I mean? Don't you think? Because I never never asked that question with him. I wasn't like, is this the right season? I knew Mm. it was the right season. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that, okay, like God is preparing us for this. Yeah. I think if you're asking those questions, I think first trust that maybe God is doing a work in your heart. He Maybe he's trying to reveal something to you and be willing to listen and be willing to like obey him. But I don't, I, I honestly, it's because like, look, you guys are together. God has used you. Praise God. Listen, bad choices can can't be reversed, but they can be redeemed, and God yeah. can use the, anything to bring. <laughs> hey, bring next us sermon, to just, just just ask her. <laughs> yeah, I love no, it. No, I'm just yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like sometimes we can get really caught up in like this is exactly how a dating relationship needs to look, right. but it just everyone's dating relationship looks different, and yeah. I I'm like really slow to cast out blanket statements like that because I have seen some godly relationships that started young and I've seen ungodly ones and then I've seen ungodly relationships at an older age that are ready for marriage and I've seen godly ones that you know that are ready so I just don't think there's a blanket statement but I do think that like like I think that's the point that I was going to get to was like I think that's when your relationship with God is so critical like communicating with the Lord and letting God direct your steps because it is not necessarily yeah. wrong to be in a relationship with somebody that you do eventually see yourself marrying yeah. even if you don't marry them right away so quick question I was at a campus I'm not gonna say where but we were talking and young lady you know came to me after and told her boyfriend like hey just give me a second and then she was gonna bring him into conversation but Uh-oh. she wanted to preface it with like hey we live together you know we're, we want to get married I, I believe in the Lord and Jesus and all this stuff. She's sharing her faith, but like he's not, he doesn't believe. He, like he's coming to church because he wants to support her. Should this l- young lady, should she get married? You know? Oh my gosh, run. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you say run? I said yeah. run. Yeah. And, it, and I, said the, run. Here, I ask because, yeah. you know, you, you see them, you hear their heart, you see their, and, yeah. and you break for them because Absolutely. there is, can yeah. you love someone that doesn't love Jesus? Absolutely. Of course. But of course. at the end of the day, I'm like, you see how you're dragging yeah. that person yeah. to church right now? Yeah. Like, imagine like when, and again, oh they're already goodness. acting like they're married in, yeah. in, in essence. But you and, know what? And, and if you really value, you know, that, there's a reason why the Bible speaks about unequally yoked. Yeah. And if you really value your relationship with Christ, like the moment that you sign that wedding uh, certificate, it's not like he's a new creation in Christ. No. <laughs> if anything, it's just going to get harder. Yeah. And yeah. what happens is, you know, we because we we're looking at it through our the lens of our our love for that person, yeah. like our hearts are deceitful yeah. above all things, Jeremiah 17:9. Yeah. You know, we we think, "Oh, we we can we can change this person." Yeah, yeah it's and like the God missionary dating. The, the, missionary the, dating, the, the yeah. sanctification, you're saving yourself trouble. Like let yeah. the sanctification the the the, you know, justification really, like the salvation happen before you get married then hoping yeah and you know it's very you're leaving it up to chance yeah that that um he'll be he'll get saved it it breaks my heart though to hear stories like that because it is true you do love that person yeah but 
we, I am actually like, praise God that she feels a sense of conviction because does she, does she feel a like conviction over it? Like I would say yes and no. There's mm. just like, again, time, I think blurs a lot of people's perception mm. and, and perspective yeah. on like, okay, I love this person. We've been together forever, but yeah. I'm like, just because you've been together, together forever, forever and, you and maybe together. you're still even, you're living together yeah. doesn't mean you yeah. need to get married. No, you know? no, no, and no. So it's I, hard. I, I, I would say like, um, the, the difficulty there is just, um, she like for her, not the difficulty for her is like, I feel like it, then if I break up, then he's going to completely walk away from the faith. And I'm like, Hey, like you're not Jesus. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, like he's I was not, gonna say you, that. you don't need to save him. Yeah, That's yeah, not your yeah. responsibility. We can't save them. Yeah. And but so many ladies too, and guys too, like I, I hear it so many times in our ministry, like, Oh, pastor Gabe, he checks this box, this box, this box, this box, but, but yeah. the, but the box unchecked yeah. I'm like, it's like you cannot look at any other yeah. boxes before you, that you, box you, I'm like that's that the box, first, first box, box. That, yes. you can't even get into you have it yeah. wrong then it shouldn't even be a, yeah. a, 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 it, it doesn't even make it to the paper then yeah. and can we be exactly. honest so many because, women that have even, married like you know listen and I don't know I know we're gonna have a Q&A about marriage in a couple weeks and all that yeah. as a church but marriage is a beautiful thing yeah and it's, you know, uh, an amazing, it's it's beautiful, there's so many good experiences, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It, it comes with its, ch- its challenges. Marriage is already challenging, even with a believer, yeah. with Christian people. Mm-hmm. How right. much more with someone that the yeah. foundation is not even there? So you yeah. can check off all the boxes. That person shouldn't even be in your paper. Yeah. <laughs> like, shouldn't even right. be on your paper yeah. to check off boxes. I think one of the things too that young adults mess up in the process, you know, Ben Stewart, he's a big voice for young adults mm-hmm. and, you know, um, speaker at a churches and stuff. But one of the things he too, he says when like, when you're starting this dating process and getting to know, I love it because the right way, I, I'm not saying that you guys did it perfectly. No one does. But the right way is, I believe is, is the friendship way. Mm-hmm. It's like, get to know them or do they have the same value? You can see that from a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need That's to be really. up close and personal yeah. to see that they share similar beliefs and they're worshiping the same guy. Like you don't need to be in a dating relationship to see that. That being said, I I do believe that it's like that. Then when you're entering the more like dating side, I think it's all right when the, you know, like, Hey, I want to get to know you better. Can, can we go grab some coffee? And if it doesn't work, like, it's okay, okay. but be clear with those because at that point you're like, Oh man, like this guy is not as mature as he needs to be right now. Or this girl is not as he mature. She needs to be, it's not your job to get them there. Yeah. But like, that's where I think a lot of young adults mess up. They, they feel like, yeah. oh, but she's hot or he's cute. Let's try. And then like, we're both going to church. So I'm like, but it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? But also like something that I've noticed about like, especially like young adults is that they really romanticize like what mar- like married men that they know. But really that guy wasn't like that. 10 years ago he's grown he's been married mm. for 10 years he's matured I also feel like we need to show a little grace because I think sometimes women can have sometimes unrealistic expectations of men yeah. where you're like yeah they're looking at people <laughs> like, they're looking at people like Gabe or like girls and who've been married for 10 plus years and they have grown they've matured and as you seek the Lord you mature and you grow but you can't compare a 40 year old you know, pastor with a 20 year old young adult, you know, I think they're, as long as there's growth, I'm like, let me see growth. Right. Let me see how they're growing in their walk with the Lord. Let me see how they're growing in their just personal life. I think if you see growth, that's, that's a good sign, but, um, and then not forcing anything, right? Right. Like just letting things happen as they need to happen. Yeah. We don't feel like we need to force things. 
Well, I, I love that that you shared that. We'll start to land the plane because we can. I think I think we're gonna have to do a part two, right? Yeah, we're gonna have to do a part two of this. I'm, I'm sure. Um, but here's the one thing that I mean, being in this ministry, I, I hear all the time. I'm sure you hear all the time. I know you hear all the time, and it's just like you know the the reality is that when you're in a relationship, there's a lot of temptation, and um, and then people just you know like what the Lord ordained and created to be good and to enjoy in a marriage people are enjoying or trying to enjoy outside of that, you mm -hmm. know? And I always say, if we want God results, then we got to do things God's way. But one of the questions that young adults believe or not, and even people older than that ask me, it's like, what is like the boundary? What's like the limit, like before, like to getting too <laughs> far, like what is too oh far, you know? So the last question, well, I, I mean, I don't know if that's <laughs> okay. a lot. We'll, we'll end with some advice <laughs> so, off the top okay. of your head. But what, what do you, what do you guys feel about that? Just because I, I know like, this is what one a lot of people ask about this, but the reality is because there's so many that struggle with this. Yeah. They really, yeah. they really struggle in this area. So what would you guys say? I'm gonna first take that base. one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play baseball. What's that? Well, no. what's, what is first base, babe? What's first base though? Uh, kiss in the cheek or a little pop kiss. I'm just kidding. No, really? No, like, yeah, no seriously. Yeah. What? Like, what, do you, what do you guys feel about that? Like, yeah, yeah. Some people yeah. I know can't handle kissing because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, you know, like. Yeah, it's going to lead to other things. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what would you guys say? Is that not a one blanket thing? Or obviously well, I feel there like, is a line. Uh, no, I think right? there's a line I think for sure. what I would say though, one yeah. thing, uh, number one, the Bible says in First Corinthians 6, you know, flee from sexual immorality, right? Yeah. I think one of the things that helps out a lot to stay pure in a, in a relationship <clears throat> is not spending too much time alone. Yeah. Because I think what, you know, one of the cool things we had, like, our young adult friends, you know, and so we had, like, I, I would encourage, like, if you're, you're dating someone, try not to spend a lot of alone time because that's where it's going to lead to other things. Every relationship has to have its own boundaries and ultimately like you know yourself and you know the person you're dating whatever you need to do to to protect that then do it yeah. you know yeah. and so yeah. there are people that could you know kiss and, right. and it's not going to lead to anything else and it's fine right. and there are people that can't handle that right and it's going to lead mm -hmm. to other things you know uh and and if it does lead to other things like there's repentance and what are you going to do to Right. create those boundaries to mm -hmm. to protect yeah. that you know yeah. yeah scripture talks clearly about it doesn't say flirt with a line it yeah, says yeah. run from evil yeah, like, yeah, it means yeah, like yeah, yeah. run like right, joseph yeah. butt naked i'm out of yeah, here yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. um you know one of the things that <laughs> it's a little like ill but i always tell her especially like guys from the small group it's like hey how far is too far with this girl and i'm like hey man the reality is this like in scripture we see two relationships we see a single people and we see married people, right? Or we see family and, you know, I'm saying, yeah. so you have your sister in Christ mm -hmm. and then one day that sister's going to be, you know, and Christ yeah. is going to be. So I always say, how far is too far with your sister? Oh, gross. That's, but it's the truth. Yeah. Like if you think about it, this is my sister in Christ. This is someone that, yes, I love and one day, whatever. But like, you, you, that's yeah. if you think yeah. about it, that's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's things that the Lord just created for yeah. marriage and marriage alone, where your hands fly, where your eyes go, uh, all yeah. these things. And I feel like when you think about it in that perspective, it's also going to allow you to honor that person mm -hmm. in the way that they should. That's a child of God, guy or girl. Um, it's a child of God. And so I think that when you have that different perspective of like 
this is not my spouse. My hand shouldn't be anywhere near here. You know, if 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 we're getting if it, this little kissing session is getting a little too hot, like, mm-hmm. all right, well, don't do it again. And then yeah. like run from that line. Don't flirt with the line. Let's see how how much closer we can get. Yeah. It says go in the other direction, right? So I think I think for you though, Gabe, you said when you said you're talking to the boys, I'm like, that's so important. I think the guys, the men, they really kind of lead the way in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like when you are dating a girl, I think I mean Listen, girls are not perfect. There are girls that are yeah, leading yeah. their men into temptation. And so I think the guy needs to be very, set the, has to set the tone, set the standard yeah. early on. Yeah. And and obviously make it clear, communicate. It's because I, it's because I, because I honor you. I want to honor you. And I, because yeah. I do see this, you know, going, you know, into marriage. And yeah. so, but I think it definitely is, I think for me personally, I believe that the man has to yeah. Sets a tone in that. Absolutely. I really do. Because I think that where the man goes, the girl will follow, yeah. Yeah. whether she likes it or not. You yeah. know, so. Um, and if, Ephesians talks about too, like in chapter five, six, not even a hint of sexual yeah. immorality, yeah. not even a hint, yeah. Yeah. like not nothing. Oh, yeah. What if we, yeah. not a hint of yeah. that, you yeah. know? So if yeah. you can't handle the car, like I know some couples that like the advice, I'm like, you guys should not be in the car together. Yeah. You just yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. right after church, yeah. go home. Well, and that's you know, what I like, think too. Like, I, I think. One of the mm-hmm. things that pr- to protect yourself is to be around other people. That's good. Like yeah. do a lot of yeah. hanging out with couples. One of the things when mm-hmm. you and I were dating, we had our YA group and like your sister, you know, friends, like spending time with other people. The third wheels. Because <laughs> the third wheels, yeah. Third wheels. I mean, we laugh about that. But that's true. I think when you start spending a lot of alone time. That's the danger. Even like. It's dangerous, yeah. Like even like traveling alone. Like now it's just very. Uh, yeah, cr- normal just what? to travel alone yeah. like a I'm one like, day trip I don't trip see anybody in that and, picture and, and, who else is there yeah like who else is there the Holy Spirit no <laughs> <laughs> three and one man three and one <laughs> so you know and and the Uber driver it's like okay like you know I, I think the alone time is what leads to a, like isolation is, is yeah. a, a, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up to, to fall oh. and I think that to me that because what are you going to do to not even get there? Yeah. And that's what you have to, to decide. Going back to Shani's point, it's like, you know, young ladies listening to this, if a man is going to be, take, you know, strong course of action to lead you that way, then you can trust that he's going to lead you when you're married. You know, it's like, man, if he values me so yes. much in this season, imagine me how he's going to value me when I'm his bride, when yeah, I'm his yeah. rib, you know? And yeah. so, you know, uh, yeah. Well, to, to dwindle it down, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll ask you this. What is like the last thing? Maybe we didn't talk about it. Maybe there is going to be a part two, who knows? But what is like, what is something that is on your heart that you would just want to leave our young adults with? Like, what's one piece of advice mm, that you would want to tell them about friendships, about dating, about singleness, about anything? And again, we are going to talk about marriage in this series mm. coming up. So we're yeah. we're excited for that as a church. But what's something uh, about these mm. three things that you guys would I think, like to... I think for me, I would say just like, I know this it's, it might sound just like repetitive, but just continue to focus on your relationship with Christ. Because mm. while we're talking about this, we're making pretty, you know difficult truth we're saying difficult truths and we're saying things that you need to do but at the end of the day like when you have your eyes fixed on the lord and you have yeah. your relationship with christ is a bill is strong and it's rooted in his word and in community god's gonna guide you and i also feel like it's great to have all these rules right talk about the things standards and boundaries but i don't know tony isaac says all the time and i took it with me and i've never forgotten it's like rules without relationship leads to rebellion mm. and so that relationship with Christ, that's the most important relationship you need to be focused on right now. Mm-hmm. If you're single, even married, like your relationship with Christ is 
preeminent over all things, over any relationship. Just focus on that, on your walk with the Lord. Focus on that relationship. And I truly believe that when you do that, that God just in his grace and his mercy, he just continues to add to that and bring things in the right time. Yeah, I would say specifically for those who are single, enjoy this season. You Mm -hmm. know, enjoy this season. If you really think about it, I think the average human being lives 73, 74 years, Mm -hmm. maybe 77. And for the most part, the majority of our life is being married. You know, we're married to someone. And I think what happens, especially I think more in the church world, that the Definitely Christian culture, the church world. Yeah. there's like this desperation of like, I got to get married. I got to get married. Marriage and we do. We, Definitely. We, 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 we like marriage is not your ultimate calling. That's right. Come on now. Parenthood. Fatherhood is not your ultimate calling. Motherhood. No. Your ultimate calling is to glorify God. Like you're a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus. Yeah. That's your ultimate calling. And whatever Amen. season, I think what happens is. We are so infatuated with this idea, obsessed with this idea of marriage that is not even true. It's like mm. a wrong uh, image of what marriage is. And we want to get so ahead of ourselves. We get into marriage. And then that's why years down the road, people end up getting divorced because it's like our expectation was here. The reality is here. Yeah. Yep. And then marriage didn't fulfill that emptiness. Yeah. And when you see the the word helper, uh, when when going back to Genesis, when Eve, you know, God said that Eve was going to be the helper of Adam, helper in in Hebrew, it really means to compliment. You're like, and so ultimately, you know, marriage, that married person is not to complete you, but to compliment you. That's good. And I think what happens a lot of times is that we are missing that completion that our own, the only person that complete you is Christ. And yeah. we want to find it in a person, guy Amen. or girl, boy, boy crazy or girl crazy and then when we see it's not what we want it to be then years down the road we we fall into that you know and and we mm-hmm. we we want to like go back in time and become single again yeah and so enjoy the most of the season that you're in now uh, to devote it to the to the things of God. That's great. That's great. Um, I I really foresee you guys coming back here. Yeah, I got invited again. Two times. You did well. Oh, hi, five five. That's how it started. We're relaxed. But Pastor Carlos, Johnny, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. We know that you guys have so much going on. You got your kiddos and everything. Your gas back at home. But thank you for making the time and really how. You just invest into this generation. Um, it, it really means the world to us. I just want to take this time to to take this pl- public platform to, to honor you. You do so much mm-hmm. for our church. And and uh, really, like a lot of our young adults, they look up to the both of you. And and uh, we appreciate you so much for taking the time to, to be a part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, young adults, we, we hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation, that it was fruitful uh, and, and edifying. And if it is, uh, please, like, comment, subscribe, share with someone so that they can also hear what God is doing in in the lives of our people, right? We love you guys and we'll see you on the next one.